0: Welcome back to the WWB Podcast We are just a maybe a couple episodes away from 100 we're, we're about 20 episodes less or less Let me go back and look exactly Today we got on my co-host Mr. Randall HBCW
1: What up? What up? What up?
0: My favorite person to talk about the squared circle. Um, so happy to see you doing well, bro, Albert. And as for those who don't know, Randall is a St. Louis. Uh, uh, he's from there. He grew up there. Uh, talk about Albert Pujols, real quick, man. He's getting close to seven hundred. We talked about we, me and you offline. Had talked about we not. I, I thought he was going to get close. And if he gets close, you got to start him as much as you can. But then you kind of gave me your perspective. What do you think about him getting close to seven hundred? And then you think, do you think he'll get it?
1: I mean, he's two away right now, so that's all going to depend on, you know, the teams that they play. You know, I think I was saying earlier when we were talking about it was, you know, it really depends on what's going on with these games as far as the playoff race because, yeah, I'm sure he would like to hit 700, and we would love to see him hit 700, but, you know, for the team right now, they're trying to stay ahead of the Brewers and possibly trying to submit to get that, you know, top – Top two seed in the uh, NL right now. So but you know, I went out to a game a few days ago. He didn't homer in that one. I believe he hit in the game he homered in the game before, and the game after. So, but you know, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh hopefully it'll be in a game that I'm in attendance at when he hits seven hundred.
0: Yeah, do you guys got like maybe fourteen games left? Twelve twelve games, twelve, fourteen games left, something like that, sixteen yeah, games. Like that. Yeah, so I was getting close to the the dark days of Summer's over, and we're getting to the fall ball here. Um, as and the, a, Reds, the
1: Reds were walking them yesterday too, so that didn't
0: help. Yeah, they need to. They need to be. Hold up, the Reds were walking them. Hold up, give me a second. Yeah,
1: they walked them like
2: two or three
0: times yesterday. Trash, trash. Well, my Orioles, we won today. We beat the Toronto Blue Jays, who've been really just skull stomping us over the last couple of days. Hopefully. We got a long road to get to the, the third wild card. We've played really well, better than most of us expected. At the end of the day, if we don't get the third wild card, I just want us to finish above 500, and I'll be happy with that. Very few people realize that um, from the year, I think 2012 or I think 2014 to uh, from like from like 2012 to like 2017 or something like that, we had the most winning, we had the highest winning record in baseball. For like four or five years, we had the most wins from like 2012 to 2017, I'm pretty sure, yeah, in all of baseball. So, um, trying to get back to the glory days. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. So, let's hop into the rest, man. Um, we, we had Raw, we had SmackDown, we had everything. The, the ratings just keep solid under the, the uh, Hunter Helmsley regime at the WWE headquarters. Did anything specifically about this Raw stand out to you at all or that was interesting or intriguing to you?
1: Well, you know, this was the first game where they had to go up against Monday Night Football. So, you know, I think that comparatively to previous years, you know, there was a drop-off, but there was still a high number. I think, I'm sure they did better than um, what they did the, the previous year, you know, up against Monday Night Football. So... Uh, just a positive outlook, time. Um And you know, I just thought about this like a second before we before we came on. You know, talking about Raw, like Bobby Lashley. I know that um, you know, AEW likes to do their own thing and they like to book champions, but we were having a discussion about champions and stuff earlier. The way Bobby Lashley is portrayed as a champion is what Wardlow should be saying, uh, guys. How about me?
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So. I agree with you, hundred <laughs> percent. They really present him, the package him, promos, uh, the the when he comes down the ramp, everything about him looks top tier. I agree with you 100%. Yeah.
1: He's facing people in matches that matter. If he doesn't, if there's not something for him to do in that particular week, he's not just wrestling. You know, they're not just finding something to randomly do with him that doesn't make any sense. They treat him like he's important.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So we'll hop over to SmackDown. This will be our WWE segment. So for people who are listening who like the AEW, we'll be we'll be doing AEW here in a second. So we will knock out Raw and SmackDown. Uh, something controversial I want to talk about. Uh, SmackDown is SmackDown. Uh, happy to see Ricochet still wrestling. Sami Zayn's been doing his thing. Bailey's back healthy. Um, one thing I really did stood out to me is I don't care for the Crown Jewel main event. Um, Logan Paul, to me, sure, he's a social media guy. He's annoying. A lot of people don't like to not like him. Um, how It's interesting that you pair him with Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns is supposed to be a heel. I think Logan Paul is the biggest heel in the world. But uh, what are your thoughts on SmackDown? Anything specific about SmackDown? And then we're going to talk about the Crown Jewel in a second as well.
1: Uh. Well, as far as SmackDown goes, I mean, I really like the stuff with Sammy Zayn.
0: Um,
1: you know they're 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 building a they're building a story here, and I, and I like to, you know, they're putting the beats in there where the fans are wanting Sammy to stand up to them and wanting Sammy to you know be on his own, and that makes the organic reaction. So you know, almost like you know, I just to go Warlow, mm-hmm. but you know. When you, when you have stories like that where the people are organically getting behind somebody, you know, it, it it has the potential to be something pretty good for them. So in 2023, they'll probably have a pretty good story going with that. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, say, I mean, say one thing about your point on, on Sammy. No doubt the dude, see, this is what a professional wrestler is. He knows how to promo. He knows how to present the, you know, he, he knows how to present his character. He knows how to, he, he, he's, he's, he is himself. We know there's some comedic value there, but he's fully into it. It's fully done at the pace, the, just the presentation, everything about him. He, he he's really playing his role very well. And, and um, from an entertainment point of view, you know, outside of the good, solid wrestler that he is, uh, it's, it's very enjoyable. Like you said, the storyline is good and Sammy's really helping get the story over. And like you said, in a lot of ways, he's a lovable guy. He's a guy that you want to cheer for and you can't wait to see what happens and does he get, if he will he get his respect that he finally deserves. And when he blows up and he f- figures that he's being used or misused or being miscast or underappreciated, you know, the story that could be told with that is so huge. You're, I agree with you 100%. But, anything, but go ahead, right ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh, and I was just going to say that one thing about his story is, and this is something that people should just understand, that he's not having to do 50 moves per minute to try to get the people to like him. You know what I mean? Like, And you know what? Honestly, probably back in the day, that was probably what he used to try to do to get people to give get reactions to him. Nowadays, people are more interested in the personalities. The personality is what's driving Sami Zayn as a character. Yeah. And I think that more people should understand and learn from that. It's a case study.
0: I agree with you 100%. Sami is really a great asset to, to WWE. Um, other than that, I'm happy to see Bailey's healthy. Uh, she gets a W over Raquel Rodriguez. Um, so Sokoa so co- is interesting to see an NXT title um, on. Uh, WWE television. Interesting to see that. Sosa Koa. Hmm.
1: Well, I was just saying It's not, it's not the first time NXT kind of Not the first there, time, but it's like,
0: still interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. He he won it on uh, the Wednesday before, right?
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's I, just it's just interesting. You know.
1: I think that you'll probably see a little bit more integration there between, you know, NXT and the and the other main roster. Um, and honestly, you know, we, we kind of touched on the, uh, last week when we were talking about how Triple H, you know, talked about NXT being a third brand. Mm-hmm. Well, in mm-hmm. Triple H's vision, it probably is a third brand, right? So now that he has the chance to have control, total control of, of the creative, we will probably see more integration there. Just like how you see integration between Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. if you want to if you want NXT to be perceived on that level, you got to have more integration between that level, which means that it can't be seen as a downgrade for someone mm-hmm. to go from Raw SmackDown to NXT. It's just going over the same way it is with Raw SmackDown.
0: Yeah, are you high or low on Solo Sokoa? I like I like his potential. I like where he can go. Uh, and I, I really he's, he just comes off as badass. He comes off as a dude that really can do it. And, and I'm someone that I'm very... Um, Interested in and see where his 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 arc is. What are your thoughts on Solace?
1: I think he has potential and this is not a knock on the Ufos because they're great. But one thing that sticks out about him, he's not a twin, right? So yeah. he, he has he has the ability to get an identity quicker and faster on his own um, than either of them did when they were, you know, brought up.
0: Do you think he ultimately would turn? Well, you think the ultimate long story booking outside of WrestleMania would be Solo Sokoa going against Roman Reigns to try to take like almost like a, almost want like to take the I want to take the head off the table and they turn their back on him and then you turn him face? What do you think the story that could be told with that?
1: I think he'll wind up being the heel out of that because mm-hmm. um, he's the young lion taking on the, the older lion at that point.
0: Yeah, no, I'm saying Sola Saccol would be the face, right? So what I'm saying, uh, I mean, he'd be the heel. No, so I, but,
1: think he'd wa- I think that he'd wind up being the
0: heel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he's going to be yeah. the heel. He, what I'm saying to you is, don't you think, in your opinion, what I was saying was, I think that he should go after Roman that down the line, if we're telling the story down the line, like a year from now, a year and some change from now. He goes after Roman. He's like, I'm the young Buckets. My time is now and blah, 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 blah. And then he and the Usos turn their back on Roman, turning Roman face again, yeah. And then solo is the yeah. heel, and it elevates solo. And then you got another made star. What do you think? Is that the best way to go?
1: I think it'll probably it'll probably take a yeah, maybe about a year. a year, a year, is probably about right. Maybe around SummerSlam time, I could see something like that kind of starting to happen. Where you know it's who whose side of the USO's on and all that type of stuff, and whose side is Heyman on. You know that that stuff winds up being interesting. So yeah, I can see that happening.
0: Yeah. Do you think Naomi will ever join? You know,
1: at this point, it—I mean, again, we're talking about completely new regime right now, right? So, yeah. if 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 it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen under this regime. I never understood why they why she wasn't affiliated associated with it at that point. They've acknowledged her and Jimmy on TV before, so it did, it never made sense to me why Sonia Deville was picking on Naomi while you have roman reigns talking about family on the other side it never made sense to me because that wouldn't happen in that scenario
0: yeah i think that's the way you bring her back if they want to come back um if they are coming back you somehow you bring them back and they get the titles they get the women's tag titles in some way whatever dastardly way they do it they debut at a bigger show maybe it is wrestlemania you say hey let's hold off until wrestlemania uh, you know during a women's tag match and then they come out and they uh, interrupt and then you just have them join the family. I think that's the way you add more value, you bring them up, because obviously Naomi and and, um, Sasha Banks are huge superstars, and you elevate her, and you you do it at the greatest show of them all. That's my opinion.
1: I I think she should have been in it. I don't think she should be in it at this point, because now at this point, Naomi's branded with Sasha more than anything at this point. I would, honestly, in, in, in my scenario, I would put them on Raw, I mean, I know that people are going back and forth between shows now as it is, but I would make them more of a, of a feature on Raw, and I would have a situation where they kind of align themselves with Bianca, and then, you know, you wind up having a situation where somebody kind of flips on Bianca, and that sets up a challenger for, for her.
0: Oh, you know what would be a great... St- okay, so I got an idea. So just 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 do some crazy booking here, right? So let's say they do what you say. They come back to Raw. They 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 say they're they're cool. We are happy to have you back. Whole time they platinum on you know they on her, and then they screw Bianca out of the Raw. She Bianca gets screwed out of her Raw Women's title, right? And then mm-hmm. now obviously we know. I don't know because Naomi's kind of been kind of. Treading water over the last couple of years with WWE, you know, I, in my opinion, even though she's been champion before, I don't know if they were fully behind and really appreciated her the way that they supposed to. But I would like to see her Bianca get screwed, right? <laughs> get screwed and loses the title, and then she gets then uh, so so now Naomi has the title. Everyone's booing, boo, 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 and she's like, you know. The bloodline, and then she gives a drop line how it is, it it expands everywhere. We're we're it's a growing, you know, it's it's a family, families everything or families everywhere or whatever the hell type of way they want to say it. But I think if you want to give Naomi a lot of heat, you want to make the story very interesting. You want to give, make Bianca, you know, keep Bianca good because Bianca's still killing it. But I think she's kind of you know cooling down a little bit. Um, so you bring the heat onto Naomi. Bianca, you you bring her back up because now people are upset and frustrated that she's lost, and you make and you and you just let Naomi lean into that heel role, and then now she's got a title by extension being connected to the bloodline. She has, you know, it it adds to the cachet to this group because it it, it would make sense. What do you think?
1: Or you know, you know, kind of just see, this is how creative happens. An idea gets built on an idea. So I was going to say you have Bianca, Sasha, and Naomi. You have it to where it looks like Sasha is the one who's leading when they turn on Bianca Mm -hmm. and Sasha goes for the title and they get the belt off of Bianca that way. And then Sasha has the title and she thinks she's in control, but then you wind up seeing a situation where, you know, the bloodline basically comes out and then, you know, Naomi winds up turning on Sasha. Mm. Almost like a, oh, you, you thought you were in control. I'm in control. I'm in the bloodline and, and that type of thing. So now, You have Bianca who's chasing her. You have Sasha who's chasing her. And she's sitting at the top, you know, surrounded by people who are protecting her
0: ah yeah that's bro that's a lot of potential and honestly with with Triple H being the way that he is I think there's there's hope that something of that nature could happen whereas with Vince McMahon I honestly never thought he was very high on Naomi to be honest um I thought he appreciated her he respected her but I just from a but from a booking and creative spe- point of view never thought he was that high and very similar to how I feel with uh Ricochet like you start and stop you start and stop and you never really built him that way do you think uh, under McMahon's I think in- leadership would did you think about how he viewed naomi in terms of the way they booked in and presented her
1: i mean i'm going to say in 2017 i think that they were trying to do stuff with her um if you remember she won the belt and then she got hurt (laughs) and then she came back and won it at wrestlemania i was there but Mm -hmm. and you know so when that happened it seemed like there was kind of a start and stop, which kind of maybe me messed up her momentum in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it seemed like she just never really recovered. She just kind of got thrown into like, oh, generic babyface over here with the sidekick. She, she wanted to be more in the sidekick role mm. than the leader role. Yeah. But I mean, that's also because you also had the fans rallying behind Becky Lynch mm-hmm. at that point and Bailey and Sasha. So, you know, I think there, there was kind of a, just a matter of timing there. But I think that uh, I think she's always had potential and, you know, put stuff behind it. Because really, when we talk about a push, we're talking about, are we going to market somebody to try to make money?
2: Mm-hmm. With
1: this person? That's what we're really talking about. And I think in 2017, you know, I, I honestly think that she her push probably came about a year ahead. Of where it really would have taken off to where she could have merchandise, you know, cause I, I think she could have done better probably about a year later.
0: Yeah. 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 I just think, and, and I'm watching her, obviously, you know, she, she, she's very athletically gifted. She's very agile. She's very flexible. She has some cool move sets. And, um, I think her, her, her personality could really we we got to lean into who she is. She's a valuable asset. I, I don't think she should be just middling around just like you said just being generic and, and no real story no real motivation so we'll see where the Hunter Helmsley regime regime goes um, but so yeah so let's hop over to AEW well, Dynamite go ahead. Mm-hmm. You, said, oh. you said you want to talk about Count Jewel. Oh yeah I want to talk yeah you're right ADHD is real uh, bro in what universe is roman reigns wrestling <laughs> freaking <laughs> freaking a youtube star logan paul for the title only in the weird random world of saudi arabia huh right it's nothing that no one cares to see i don't care to see it um your opinion on it well logan paul well
1: one um i think that uh I think that the people in Saudi Arabia may have wanted to see it. Um, And two, I mean, I don't know why you can't see that happening. He did face uh, Floyd Mayweather, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, in what universe could you have seen him fighting Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. So, I I would just say that I actually don't mind this because this actually solves some, some problems. That they have at the moment, you have Roman Reigns, who's the champion, who isn't likely to lose his championship anytime soon, right? Okay. So it it doesn't it doesn't serve anybody well to put him in a situation where you, he's facing somebody who you don't think he's going to beat, unless there's a spectacle of it where he's facing somebody who you wouldn't expect him to face. In, in any world, like you just said. So Roman facing Logan Paul, well, do you expect Logan Paul to beat him? Probably not. But there's nobody else that you expect to beat him in any of these shows coming up anytime soon. So the best thing they can do is to capitalize on the, the marketing publicity, to pay Logan Paul a lot of money to get his name out there so that more people who know him will check out what he's doing. I don't think that's a bad, bad proposition at all. And not to knock Bad Bunny, but I would say that Logan Paul is Logan Paul is a credible athlete, unlike Bad Bunny, right? Bad Bunny was the same scenario that used him to his name. But Logan Paul signed with them, had a couple matches, people liked his matches. Um, as far as putting him in a position, now you don't have to have uh, some a, a random baby face or heel losing to Roman Reigns when nobody expected them to lose in the first or win in the first. So mm-hmm.
0: it's not a bad idea. Okay. Okay. I I appreciate you. I, I you, you everything you're saying makes sense. I agree. I just
1: only, now, in I Arabia, only in things. Saudi Arabia. Only in Saudi
0: Arabia. Only in Saudi Arabia.
1: two two things I would say though. One, you know, the the people who talk about Logan Paul being a heel and 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 hating everything about him and there's no possible way he could be a baby face. See here's the thing about me. I don't know anything about Logan Paul except for for i know that he is a youtuber i know that he has a lot of followers i have yeah. never looked at his content mm-hmm. so i don't know anything about the negative stuff that people see about him right he's just a and, virtual he's just
0: basically a virtual uh, a social media chad he's like a chad people don't like chads
1: well but what i'm saying though is that you're into that well not, i'm not saying you're into it but you know what i mean like you're you're that's in your your, your uh, ecosystem, right? Where you would know about that and mm-hmm. you'd know things about him. Think about me. I'm only a few years older. I don't really know much about him and that's outside of my realm. Yeah. All I've seen of him mm-hmm. really is the stuff in WWE and knowing about him that he faced uh, Mayweather and stuff like that. So for me, I don't have the preconceived heel notions that everybody else has because of that. So I would assume that while there's a lot of people like you that know of him, obviously, there's a lot more people like me that probably don't know much about him at all. So, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people online say, oh, there's no way he could be a babyface because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, everybody doesn't know about that. Just like everybody doesn't know about the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling and all the stuff that goes on over there, people, not everybody knows about Logan Paul outside of wrestling. hmm
0: I agree. I, I, you, you're making a lot of great points. I, I, I literally can't. I, there's nothing I can say to see that it's wrong in any way, shape, or form. So I agree with what you're saying. So let's hop well, over. But I did
1: see Graham SmackDown back down. They, they did put him in a bad spot, uh, knocking, knocking down Sammy Zayn when at the same time people are wanting to. Those two things did conflict with each other. I will say that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So now we're going to hop over to the AEW portion of the podcast. We just got out of that, the WWE, Raw, and SmackDown. Day um, EW Dynamite in Albany, New York. We had it. This is uh, the main thing I'm going to say to, start, to set the table. Definitely a focused episode, definitely more, not, not as all over the place. And for me, as a person who's been watching AEW since 2019, um, I appreciate the change in pace and them being a little bit more focused overall. So with that being said, we're going to hop on to the first match of the night, John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara, a great way to start. Uh, not going to really talk. I don't care about the moves, but did you think Sammy at any point in time that Sammy was going to win this at all? No. Yeah. I think they tried to mask it by giving Sammy a lot of offense which, made, which was okay. I, I think like, all right, but when is Mox going to stomp his face in? Because, um, you know, in, in no real world combat, uh, simulated combat, do I would think John Moxley would ever lose to Sammy unless Sammy caught him slipping or, you know, or he Mox was being like just melee and he missed the punch or whatever. So it was worked very well, very physical. Sammy Guevara not doing as many hip flips and dips. Moxley probably, Moxley slowing him down, talking to him, the vet, showing his capabilities. Um, and I think the right person won, and went over um any anything special that you wanted to say about this match
1: um well, I mean, you know it, it was just like I said, like you put Moxley in this match where you knew who you knew who was gonna win. I mean, I guess it's okay because you know nobody cares if Guvara wins or so um you know it's fine. The only thing I'll say is. I do not like when you do spots that don't make sense. So, like, um, not to go match move for move or anything like that, but there's this one thing in there. When uh, Tay and MJ come out and then she kicks him low,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, they don't explain how he just kicks out of this. Like, oh, well, I guess we didn't hurt him. Like, no, that's not how that will go at all. Like, you... It, it, it makes other baby faces look bad when when one person does something so you now your expectation is oh well you know it must not be that bad so somebody else can get out of it and then when it happens to another baby face and they don't get up from it or it takes them down you know that that's kind of one of those things where it's like look there's a lot of things you could do you don't have to do that particular thing mm-hmm. i
0: agree and i think aew should protect fin- they should the signature moves a little bit more. Protect them a little bit more. They do, sometimes they do have a little bit of a habit.
1: But she kicked them low. She kicks them low, like yeah. Any guy who's ever been kicked low, like you know, oh, well, you're not just going to get up from that. No, I, I, immediately.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent. Well then we had MJF to uh, come into the ring, and we and we have the firm introduced. But I really want to talk about the pop that MJ got, bro. Did you hear that pop that he got, bro? I did, and this is one of those things that I was saying.
1: Yeah, this is is one of these things where they've kind of put themselves into a corner and it's of their own doing. Mm -hmm. Because you've made him into a baby face even though they're trying to make him into a heel. It's almost like when Seth Rollins came back in, um, what was it, 2017, after he had that knee injury for a while, and then he came back and um, you know, Roman had just won the belt and then he took it for, you know, I, I can't remember what the scenario was. he. What was it? Moxley beat Roman? And it, whatever the scenario was where Rollins came back from his injury uh-huh. and people were like ready to cheer him and everything and they basically just turned him back to in the same spot that he was and then six months later they had to do the babyface turn or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, this is this is what I see with MJF. Like, you know, when he was in the situation with Warlow, this guy was a heel, right? Mm-hmm. People booed him. People were willing to boo him. And then he does all the stuff with Warlow. Twenty four, not twenty four hours later, but the, the Wednesday afterwards, he cuts his promo against the company. He's a he's an anti authority guy, and he says the F word on on cable, and oh my goodness! And then he's gone. Right? Nobody says anything. Now it just builds to the aura and the legend of MJF. So they bring him back where he's in the exact same spot that he was in before. He's going to connive and do whatever he's got to do to win the championship. And now he's got the poker chip so he can do it. But he's not in any different way than he was before he left. He's the same guy. Like, if you're going to, if you were, if he's just going to be the same guy. Why have him off TV for 100 days? You know what I mean? Like, because now the fans have been waiting to see this guy. They want to cheer him, and you're like, "Nah, you can't cheer him. You, you got to treat him the same way he was before he left." Like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, and he had and, and MJF tried to work really hard to try to get the heat back, but the pop, bro, I, that pop was very big. I mean, it's one of the biggest pops I've heard on regular Dynamite in a while. Um, and so to hear that, um, it's like there's a. You know, there's a crisis of conscience here. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. But he's also joined by a group with Stokely uh, Hathaway. The firm, first of all, the intro music was lit, but I do think the execution was interesting, especially with him and uh, <laughs> Cass. It was very awkward. He's like, I love you, man. He said like three times and then he tried to hug him. It was really weird. It was quirky. I don't know if he was trying to rib him <laughs> or something, but. Uh, I,
1: I got the other I think that was by design, actually.
0: Tell me... All right, we'll get your thoughts in a second on that. Okay. Um, but overall, the, the intro was cool, but uh, they're independent contractors. We'll, we'll see where it heads, but I do like the music. I do, I'm do. i interested about the group. I don't know where they go. But what is your thoughts on that specifically? Uh, with the cast stuff? Yeah, the, the awkward, quirky thing with cast, yeah.
1: So, if I had to guess, what they were doing with that was... Um, Stokely mentioned at one point talking about blackmail. He didn't say anybody specifically. He didn't say anything, and he talked about all the different guys. If you notice, every guy he talked about, he's like, "Okay, you're going after the All Atlantic title. You're this guy's going to go after the the Pure title. These guys are going after the Tag title." And you know, they said so, they said a uh, cast first, but they were like, "Oh, and he he, he he's doing whatever he wants." Mm -hmm. no specific goal for him Mm -hmm. right because if there was something specific right he would have been like oh he's going after the TV title or he's going after the world title but if he just noticed he said "Eh, he's going for whatever I think that the whole awkwardness of the hug was a um, was a foreshadowing type thing of uh, look uh, he's not here willingly he's here because he was he, he has to be here for whatever the reason was. And I think that that's probably a story that they will wind up playing out. But mm. I think that, you know, that's one of those things where it'll probably make sense as it goes on that oh, well that's why he didn't hug him and that's why he had to respond to him in that way uh, where it seemed like he didn't really want to. But I see a lot of people have said like, oh that just looks awkward. It, it looks like he didn't want to be in the company. Like, why is he even there? And I think, I'm like, I think that was my design.
0: Yeah. Definitely, and then we had um, after that we had a match with um, was it Ethan Page? No, they had a promo. Action Bronson promo was dope. The the package. It's something that's be interesting because they're in New York. They're going to be at the Grand Slam deal, Um, and so I like the fact that him and Hooker have a relationship, and it's something that's unique and different. Um, And I'd like to see AEW trying to be a little bit more mainstream but um also the relationship there
1: there. now now here's the question because again i don't know i'm i i'm completely honest in the fact that i pop culture stuff you know outside of like movies yeah and tv so is he mainstream is that your
0: question yeah very mainstream like he was on complex magazine he had his own television show uh, like cooking television show he's uh yeah he's well respected yeah he's he's like an a-list but like he's he's like in that um so i would hear him on, so i'd hear him on the radio yeah you well you could i don't know if, uh, uh black radio i mean it depends on where you live but in new york and like the northeast i learned about action bronson like a decade ago so so yeah i've been a big action bronson fan for quite a bit um, of 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 why, wow. and I'm not, and I wouldn't consider myself like really niche. Like I like all hip hop in general. I do appreciate lyricism more, but he's well respected across the board. Like if you ask someone who knows hip hop, like yeah, I know Action Bronson. Like the average person that just listens to music, they'd be like, or hip hop, they'd be like, yeah, I know Action Bronson. Yeah, he's been in GQ magazine. I'm a, I'm a, he's been in Complex magazine. Theory, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm
1: gonna send out a couple messages. I just wanna yeah. See what also, keep in
0: mind we do have an age difference, so. <laughs>
1: um,
0: very, very true. Yeah, so so yeah, I've been listening to let me see. I have his music. Let me go to my when I bought these songs He was hot in 2012, 2013. Yeah, he was he's been doing it for about a decade. He's been a beast. Yeah. He's been on I've I've read him in GQ. That's how I I had a, I had uh, my buddy actually. No, my buddy DJ put me on to him. Um, back in those days, in my teenage years, and then I saw a thing in GQ, then he had his own cooking show, and um, I think he might even have a podcast, let's see, he's signed by Warner Brothers Records, which makes sense, so you got that connection with uh, with uh, Turner Broadcasting, um, he has also been in Let's see. He's been on TV shows. He's been on. He had his own TV show on Viceland called F that's delicious. The untitled uh, he had a documentary traveling the stars, action, Bronson friends with ancient aliens. He also has been in the Irishman movie, the King of Staten Island movie as well. Um, so yeah, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty well known. He's also been nominated for BET awards <laughs> and he's Albanian. It was just hilarious. So, um, yeah, he's he's known. Um, so, yeah. So, most people that just like hip-hop in general, I would say the per a little bit of, it, it's different to two groups of hip-hop people. People that, like, know only, like, trap music and that new little parkazani type stuff. And then people like, yeah, I know Nas. Oh, yeah, I know about, um you know, about, like, good music. I know about, like, that. You know what I mean? People may be a little bit more on the nose with hip-hop, um, so to speak. But I think more people would know Action Bronson than they would, like, um, not gonna say Logan Paul, but I would give me use an example. Mm. Trevor Noah.
1: More people know and Bronson than know Trevor. I think. Noah.
0: If you, I think if you ask people in my age group, and uh, like, well, I'm 32. I'm not the mean because you're 37.
1: 38
0: now. <laughs> oh, okay, 38. Or 38. Don't be late. Um, if you ask most American people, I would say from the ages of 18 to where we are. Who's Trevor Noah and who's Action Bronson? I'm pretty sure most people in their early thirties to, to to teens would say, "Oh, I know Action Bronson." Yeah, I'll, I'll have to take your word for
2: it. Because uh, also you're that, not from you're not, not from not. up
0: north either. So, but but again, he's right. been he, but, most, but but by definition, most people in the country are not from up north. True, but when it comes to hip hop culture, besides the trap rap, just general hip hop, like you know, like the what's his name. Uh, who has a TV? He had a podcast too. Joe Budden and all of them. You know, like Joe Budden. Yeah, yeah He's kind of like in that type of group of people. Like you know, you know who Joe Budden is. You may know like you know, you know Complex Magazine readers. You know, Viceland, that that type crowd. So he's re- he's really popular though. Um, but well, anyway, okay, but when you talk about Joe Budden, you know, I'm, one,
1: I I was in college when Joe Budden first was, was coming around, becoming mainstream at that time back when you had 106 and Park on TV so you know I, I can't remember specifically but we may have played a Joe Budden song in the band remember for those of y'all who don't know I was in the band in college HBCU Kentucky State University but so yeah obviously
0: sorry just so y'all know we got we got people that know how to play instruments on this podcast just so you know
1: so, so yeah, I, I would know who Joe Button is from twenty years ago. But yeah, but Joe, Bu- I but mean, I would say I Joe
0: be- Button is not really popping. I so that's why I put his just kind of his his cultural vet relevancy. Like Joe Button is most more likely than not known for his podcast and the stuff he did with DJ Academics. Yeah, he made some okay music back in the day, He's relatively okay. But I would say his podcasting and his cultural curation stuff is way more important than his music has ever been. Fair, but I mean again,
1: that's. At this, at, at this stage, you know, that that's not, I mean, again, I know of him about the podcast because, you know, I would pick in on like a breakfast club. So, okay. So there, there's a question. Has Action Bronson been on the breakfast yes. club?
2: He's okay. been on a lot of the so New York stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gotten beat up by one of the, uh, I think he got beat up by one of the, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not going to confirm or deny. Let me see. Matter of fact, let's look this up. Hold on. We're going to stick with this for a second here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He had a beef, or someone had a beef with him. Let's see. Um, he was on the breakfast club uh, seven years ago. hmm So like I said, I've been listening to him for a decade, so that, that makes sense right around when he was hot. Um, he, apparently some people in the Wu-Tang plan maybe have had a beef with him, like a small level, because they said he sounds like uh, basically Ghostface killer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You rapping like me," and, and there was a, little bit, a like, little bit of a like a little bit of a like a little bit of a like negative feelings. I don't know if he ever got beat up or nothing like that. I don't want to say that, but it was interesting to say the least. Now,
1: now I just now I just had somebody who um who, who, who was very into hip hop, and this was, this was his 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 exact answer. I said, "I'm testing something. Do you know who Action Bronson is? If so, is he a big deal?" He said, "I know who he is. Big deal? No. Well, not to me." So, there you go. So, he's known. That was just one person's opinion. i sent that out
0: to a few people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So, he knows who he is. He's known, bro. He's, 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 he's like having, he's like, is, having, is, he's like is, go
1: ahead. Here's a lady, here's a lady here that mm-hmm. so I'm texting. for, so same, same text message. Mm-hmm. Is he, if, if Do you know who he is? If so, is he a big deal? Sure don't. That was the response.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if I, I could text all my friends, and they, if I text all my friends, they would say they do know who he is. And he, he I wouldn't say he's a big deal. I'm saying he's hes important to the culture. He's like a... Uh, I mean, in we, the hip-hop community, you know how Diddy is like an A-plus and Kanye is probably like an A-plus celebrity? Action Bronson's like a C-level hip-hop person. Like a C C C-level. That's not a big deal. Bro, my, no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is why I like arguing with you. We started the conversation by saying... I, I said to you, I, the, the conversation I said he's known. He's he's known. He's been all over this and that. So he's known by the he's you said and you said is he is he like is he a mainstream? He's main so the question is is the the main question you asked me was is he mainstream? Yes, he's mainstream. Is he uh like a C level? Yeah, C level, but most people know him. Just like freaking what's that the black kid, but he's black, but he looks white, but he raps. Uh he's from Maryland actually. Um The Suicide Hotline song. Ugh. If if, there, if this was anime, you see a bunch of question marks popping over my head. Okay, he's he's uh uh he's it's,
1: okay. Is he, okay okay is he more known than Paul
0: Wall? That's an age question. I mean, yeah, is he, it, But if you ask certain people they're like who the hell is Paul? If you, it just depends, he's. I think Paul. Yeah, Paul Wall is not as cool as he's not as recent as him. But I think they're in the same level. Um, give me one second. I'm gonna tell you what is uh, Suicide Song Suicide hotline song forgot his name i have some of his music um doo, 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 doo. the song was by logic you don't remember logic the rapper i know who you're talking about yeah so he's kind of like where logic is a little bit he's actually a little bit cooler he's a little bit more known than logic i would say he's a little bit more known than logic cuz people know logic but they like guys ah, He's all right. I'll be curious. Ask your friends if they know Logic. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. That'll tell me what I mean, they need to know. But see, here's
1: the, only, here's the thing. Only reason I know who Logic is again, I think, it was because he came up on the Breakfast Club.
0: Yeah, but, but I'm saying. So when you're trying to compare, is he mainstream? So yeah, if you, he's mainstream, he's been Breakfast Club is a mainstream thing. Complex is a mainstream magazine. Um, he's been in movies that are mainstream, that are big budget movies. So yeah, he's mainstream. But in terms of is he known by everybody? That's that's subjective. Like I'm from Baltimore, I'll say, oh, you know, do you know who um, State Property is? I'll talk to people down in, in uh, Georgia, they'll be like, ah, uh, I don't know State Property. I'll be like, you don't know who you know Philadelphia Freeway is? They'll be like, ah, I kind of know who he is, but I don't listen to his music. I mean, but if anybody was listening to Rockefeller Records in the uh no. I, no I, I literally had a debate with my friend from Atlanta. She, she heard, she, you know, everyone in Atlanta claims that they know everything about hip hop or whatever. Because it's, it's a hip hop capital now. So I respect it. There was a the whole
1: movie called State Property
0: I know, I know. But they don't know that because it's, it's regional, bro. Like, I'm from up north. It's regional. It is very, some, some of the stuff hip hop is, is very regional. Like, I asked her, I was like, so you never heard of State Property clothes? She was like, no. What is that? I'm like, what? You heard a Rockefeller clothes, oh, yeah, right? And you said, they live, you said they live where? They live in Atlanta.
1: Now, no, okay. Now it's this, regional.
0: No,
1: this, I, no, I don't think this is not regional. This is age. This
0: no, is no, She, she, she and, the same age as bro. She's the same age as me. So that means if we're the same right,
1: age, right? But but that's my point. Like same age as you means that when they, when they were when they were known relevant popular, you you're talking about someone who was in middle school.
0: No, we're the same. No, we're literally thirty two. We're both the same age.
1: I I understand. So what are you talking about? Okay, so state property, state property would have been relevant in like 2003.
0: Okay, so we both were, were I was, uh, 2003, I was in middle school, yeah. Okay, so if you were in middle school in
1: 2003, and, you know, if you're living in Atlanta. No, 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 I'm I'm living in Baltimore. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no! Not you. I'm okay. talking about the people that you're talking about. Okay, go
0: ahead, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry.
1: That person, that person in middle school, might not have been listening to that type of music
0: yet, bro. No, no, she is. She, she's a hip. Yeah, her family's very musically inclined, and her family's connected in the industry and all that other stuff. And uh, that's right when Atlanta was the big music capital of the sure, early 2000s. No, 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 bro. No, I swear to God, I argue. State
1: property go. Go
0: ahead. I swear to God, bro. No, she's just as... Matter of fact, I was raised very strict Christian where I wasn't supposed to be listening to rap and cursing and stuff like that. And I still knew what state property was. So she was raised way less strict and couldn't listen to rap. I didn't even have cable. I didn't even have MTV, bro. I didn't have MTV. So let me tell you, I didn't have MTV. I didn't have cable. And I wasn't allowed to listen to curse, cursing. And I knew what state property was. So this person yeah. being raised in Atlanta in a bigger market than Baltimore when it comes to hip-hop music and culture... Um. Who wasn't raised nearly as strict, and who well, who's a big music fan but, as well?
1: But what I mean is, they couldn't have been they couldn't have been aware of what was going on because again, it can't be regional because again, if you're talking about the days of 106 in Park, no, I'm talking all about all regional in terms of would have been on 106.
0: 106- True, you can say that, but at the same time, bro, there's pe- people in Atlanta don't listen to it. It's, it is a regional thing back in those days because the South was just pop. I'm telling you for a fact. I'll be like, I know, I know certain Philadelphia rappers. I'll be like, you know, this person. That, I'm like, uh, yeah, I've heard of them, but you're, I'm not a right. big fan but of but them. Where? Like, like the Locks. they will be like, oh, I know the That's Locks, okay. but I don't really listen to them. They, they, they'll say that. They'll right, say that. They'll be different. like, I know the Locks, but I don't listen to them. i will be like, why well, you don't listen to the, the, the Locks? Is what I'm
1: saying is, the difference, what I'm saying, though, is I'm not talking about somebody who, you know, is, is you know, when I say when, when I think of regional, like I know some people who rap here in Missouri or Kansas City. Like if I said the whole nine uh, back back then, you'd probably be like, what? What are you talking about? Or if I lived or if you lived in, in the Baltimore, D.C. area and y'all talking about go go music. I'm probably not gonna know what go go music is or what y'all talking about in that area. Um, you know, here. But right? that's reasonable. But I'll, no no I'll, 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 give you, I'll,
0: give you, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you something else like this. In Baltimore, DC, right? We're literally four, thirty eight minutes from DC. Thirty minute drive, right? It's people in Baltimore that have never heard Google go go ever. And right. they live thirty that's, minutes away. So that's reasonable. That, that, so that's when I'm what I'm saying, so, but yeah, but state property is, bro, trust me. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I had this conversation with this person. Okay. I'm talking to her. She's from Atlanta, Northeast. There's certain things that like, uh, like all the mixtapes that Waka Flock and all that bullshit that he put out. I'm not saying it's bullshit, but I'm just saying it's not stuff that I listen to. This person was like, yeah, I, they, you say, do you know who you say, do you know who, um, You'd be like, do you know who Jay-Z is? Yes, I know who Jay-Z is. Do you know who Nas is? Yes. Do you know who LOX is? Yeah, I'm aware of who they are. Cool. Do you listen to them? Do you know this, this and song? Yeah, I kind of listen, but I wasn't really a big fan. Okay, do you know who Philadelphia Freeway is? Do you know who? Um, then I'll say, okay, but do you know who Sheik Lucha is and stuff? I'm like, yeah, I kind of know. Okay, so then when I asked her about... um the whole debate here was about specifically state property. Have you ever heard of the state property movie or the clothes? They'd be like, uh, not really. So they know some of the things, but not everything because they because in the Northeast, it right. was state property is more of a Philly. Honestly, state property is more of a Philly, New Jersey type Understood. thing. So what I'm saying to you is my whole argument is, Understood. it makes sense that she wouldn't know what it is because the people in the South wasn't really messing with state property was like that. It wasn't even, he didn't wear those clothes. Okay. They did wear state property okay. clothes. But, but you're, Wait, wait. How are you going to
1: say that when I lived in Kentucky at the time? I traveled to Alabama and Georgia all the time for different marching band and stuff like that. We didn't just go in our rooms and, and not go anywhere. We would go to the malls and stuff like that. All that stuff was everywhere. So that's what I'm trying to say. Is like It didn't catch on, bro. Stay pro-
0: bro, like as an example, like Timberland Boots in the wintertime. Wait, 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 wait. wait.
1: So in two thousand mm-hmm. two, two thousand three, that that time frame. Yes. If you would have went to a mall or something like that, yeah. you would have seen Fat Farm. You would have seen that's universally state property, known. State property was nowhere seen, on the level
0: of a Fat Farm, wait, bro.
1: Wait, 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 wait! You would have seen, you would have seen State Property. You would have seen G Unit. You would have seen Rockefeller. Those are you big ones. Seen all those different, yeah. But you would have seen all of those different things. But they, as far wait, as State ahead. Property goes. If you were to ask that person, okay, you know who Jay-Z is? I just said they they would know. Yeah. But but wait, wait, wait. But then if you said, okay,
0: do you know who Dame Nash is? Yeah, they they know that it is then stop the the conversation Huh? yeah she knows who that is but I'm saying specifically when it when I'm saying regionally the fashion and style is different different than it is now when I grew up in Philly they got a certain swag in Baltimore we got a certain swag DC they got a certain swag New Yorkers dress a certain way now I can't speak for this stuff I don't live down here but I know for a fact people in the south was not rocking state property shirts they may have had it in the stores but it didn't sell as much well just like certain uh, they said these uh, I was talking to her she's like yeah we used to wear these as a kid I was like in Baltimore if you wear that Shit, we will make fun of you because we don't wear it what they wear down here. It's a different right. cultural, there's, there's, it's a regional thing. So, so it makes sense that even though she may be aware of some of the people. Who, about
1: state property, but you are talking about state
0: property of rappers, right? They're, they're, I'm talking about the brand and the movie. She ain't never seen it. What? Well, now, okay, I, now, well, bear, fair, now bear, bear. a lot of people did see the movie. I mean, me neither. I just seen it like a decade ago. I just seen it like ten years, ago. well, like seven years ago. But I'm saying so. But most people in, if you ask most people in Philly, and New Jersey, and New York, I'm like yeah, I seen that movie. Yeah, because people, because the reason why I know about State Property as a kid because I had kids in my neighborhood who are from New York and in, in the, like the New Jersey, New York. I'm like yo, have you seen that State Property movie? Now I'm in middle school. I'm not allowed to. And even though I'm not technically allowed to listen to that type of music, I was like, oh, they talking about state property. And they were like, yeah, the sec-. they were always talking about the sex scenes or whatever, the- whatever's going on. So I knew about it back then. Now, at the tender age of 27, 28, I finally seen the movie, but I had never. Now, I knew about the clothes, but I never knew about the movie. So for her down in Georgia, which is 12 hours south, I know for a fact they wasn't rocking no state property clothes. I could text. Matter of fact, let me text her. Let me ask. I'm going to ask her right now. And then we'll we'll finish this conversation. This is good. We're talking about cultural stuff. This is what this co- podcast is about. Yeah. Um, I,
1: when I think of state property, I think freeway. I think Benny Siegel.
0: Yes. Yeah. But I, even even my previous girlfriend, she's a hu- She's actually a bigger. Nah, I'm kind of bougie. I know. I'm a big music fan. Um... But she, I think she's just as good. she's a big. I would say even good, or maybe even more. My previous girlfriend. She's like, yeah, I, I, I know, but that's that New York stuff. That's that North stuff. I'm like, okay,
1: yeah. I mean, in that in that time frame, I think everything was kind of split. But you you knew all the you knew all the main the main stuff. So if we're talking about Jay Z and and different things he was doing at that time. So if you're talking about uh, Benny Siegel, Memphis Bleak, freeway and all them that that's what i associate
0: with state property yeah me too. of course we do um let me see
1: But again i'm not from the
0: northeast yeah um that's but that's you that's your your specific situation but i'm telling you as a whole I, if you if you if but you i was in college i i get you i, I get college, where you are but you, but you you were in college cool so you probably had more you were probably more aware than most Pre teens of the time, but I'm telling you, in Mississippi, Alabama, Memphis, them, them dudes ain't wearing no damn state property clothes, bro. No question um, about it. I mean, it. You, was that a popular now, fashion? To be,
1: fair, to, mm-hmm. to, be, to be fair, we're talking about in the South, you know, people will probably wear more D unit. Well, of, of course, g unit first- was universal.
0: I'm trying to pick specific Northeast yeah. stuff, like the Timberland boots. Like, people in the South wear Timberland boots now. But generally, when you think about Timbs, you think about New York, right?
1: Uh, I, people were wearing that all over the place. True, but but typically, like, even even when Timberlands started uh, branching out from the, the the main looking Timberlands, and they started having all the different because I got about two or three pairs. Of true, the, true, like true, black true. But universally
0: different. in the culture, but when you think about Timberland boots in general, in my opinion. I always think about New Yorkers, like, oh yeah, I gotta have a fresh pair of see, tens, I, man. See,
1: I never I never think about New York because again, I wasn't from New York, so I never associated anything with New York except uh Times Square, really.
0: Like, honestly. Uh, maybe it's like, like I said, it's a regional bias. But like, you know, Nelly, everyone knew Nelly because he was because Nelly was nationally a, a hit. Benny Siegel, even though he's known bro, he ain't a national guy like that. Like Nelly, way more national than Benny Siegel. But, Okay, but see to that point though, you would know who Benny Siegel is because if you listen to certain, like if you listen might know you might a uh, song, beginning. but you but, but yeah, but you might know him, but you like there's a difference between knowing and being aware of the person and being like, yo, I got like four or five of his songs, individual songs, not 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 part of a group, individual, like you buy his album. Right.
2: I
1: mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, there was there was stuff that um, there was stuff that uh, Benny Siegel and, and um, Benny Siegel did that I I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Right, I'm going to ask you a question. Right, I'm going to ask you
0: a question since you are older than me and you're from the South. Or are you from the, you're from the, I don't know, you, you consider yourself Midwest?
1: I'm from the Midwest, but I also lived in, I would call Kentucky the South. So, I mean, I've been Midwest and South.
0: I'm going to ask you a question, okay? This will tell me everything I need to know. Uh-huh. Do you know who Kaboom is? No. Do you know who Quilly Mills is? No. Okay, got another question. Uh, you know who Meek Mill is, right? Yeah. Okay, do you know who Gilly the Kid is? No, but if you're talking about anything since really 2012,
1: 2013, okay. it, it's gonna be harder and harder for me to know who people are because I actively don't listen to the radio like
0: that. I got you. So these are this is like we're talking about in a time limit where hip hop was popping. So I just, I'm gonna give you one other thing, okay? I'm gonna give you a big name. Do you know who um Matt Hoffa is? No. Alright, I'm gonna use another big name. One more person. This is my test. I'm I'm literally um But are you talking
1: about people that had nationally known hits or are you talking about people that were local artists? I got you. Here,
0: here, here, hold up. Okay. Do you know who uh, murder mook is? Say it again. Murder Mook. Say the name again? Murder Mook. No. Okay. Point proven. I'm going to tell you why. You know who Meek Mills is, right? All I only know who Meek Mill is because of just, what, you have beef with, Drake? Okay, true. But you know, but maybe everyone knows Meek Mill generally for the most part in hip hop, right? So the reason why okay. I brought up all those names like Kaboom, NH, Quilly Mills, Gilly the Kid, they're all, a lot of these guys are from Philly. Gilly the Kid is from Philly. Um, he, you, he's uh, well respected now because he has a podcast called Million Dollars Worth a Game where everyone knows and listens to him and then you got Quilly Mills and these are all battle rappers Meek Mills before he became famous was a battle rapper in the circle with all these guys actually Meek Murder Mook was a bigger battle rap guy more well known than, Mur- than, um, than Meek Mills was in his time Murder Mook was considered one of the best battle rappers of his time in that time period. We are talking about two thousand eight, eleven, twelve, thirteen, like right around that time period. So while we know who get we know who Meek Mills is, but Gilly the Kid, Quilly Mills, Kaboom, NH, um, and uh, which which, and which Mook. One of these has which one of these are nationally Gilly you the know, Kid artists Yeah, yeah. So my, my point is this: even though we are aware. Of who Meek Mills is, and this is my argument about Benny Siegel and Jay Z. Technically, they're in the same. They're they're all affiliated with each other, right? They're all connected to each other. That 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 state property group. Because Jay Z was even in one of the movies. I think he was. Yeah, he was in there. Yeah, 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 he was in the first one. I think. Um, Yeah. He's in the first movie with him. Same argument can be made. All these dudes that I just named to you that you weren't aware of, they all were around Meek Mills. Gilly the Kid has been wrote for 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 uh, he wrote for what's the name uh, from New Orleans uh, uh, Little Wayne and uh, Baby Little Baby or uh, you know what's the name Babe uh, Babe uh, the tattoo on his face right
1: But, but see here uh, but, but I'm trying to tell you at this point you, your argument is kind of like you're talking to someone who I, like I said actively since 2012 I don't really seek out new music
0: like that me so neither so, so so I'm saying so but you, but you're saying you was listening to that type of stuff in 2012 right.
1: No, I would listen to the radio and I would listen to people. The only reason I know who Meek Mill is is because he had beef. And that kind of just penetrated my orbit. Other than that, I wouldn't have known who he was.
0: Okay, I got you. Well, I'm saying is, my whole argument is, there's regional things. All those guys... Now, I may be a little bit... No, that's some people that some crazy hip-hop heads. I think I'm very... On a scale of one to ten, I think I may so, be a seven in the hip-hop head area.
1: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so let me let me just... So your friends
0: mm-hmm. never heard the song "Rock the Mic." Dun dun, 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 dun. They may know, they know the song, but they but they don't know all. The, they may know all the people that matter. They don't. I say they all matter, but they be like, "I know the song." But rock that the, was Benny on m- Freeway, of course. But they would be like, I, "I'm I'm aware, but I don't know them like that." They be like, "I'm aware of who they are. I know that they're in this big group, but I don't like beyond that. I don't know them. You feel me?" Plus, you have to keep in mind, you're older, so you, you, were more, you had more access to technology and stuff at the age that you were when that stuff came out. But if you're saying people who are 32, like me, who are in middle school and, middle school and stuff like that, um, it makes sense that they may have not been as... Because you, you, you were more mobile. You had more access to media. You know, as a kid, you really only got access to what your, your parents got. You can't travel. You ain't driving everywhere. You ain't going to the mall like that unless someone drive you to the mall. You dig what I'm saying? And you ain't really going to no yeah. stores because you ain't got no money like that. So you ain't really... You get what I'm saying? But okay, but here's, here's okay. So we we should
1: probably wrap up this whole sidebar that we've been going on here. But I like this I about that. If you're talking about Benny, if, if, if you're talking about Benny Siegel, right, and you're talking about a song like "Rock the Mic," the thing that makes "Rock the Mic" different from most of the people that you, we've discussed is that, like, a song like that was featured on different. You know, you'd hear that on TV shows. You'd hear it in movies. You'd hear that in the background of different things a lot of times, which is a lot of times how people discover music, it's just from hearing it in movies and stuff like that. That song used to be in commercials, that song used to be everywhere. Mm
2: hmm.
0: So again, that supersedes the regional d- debate because that's national stuff. These dudes are very specific to the region. You, even though you listen, to, you, you, you admit it, you're aware of state property. You know about this stuff. But when I name to you all those dudes who are regionally well respected and well known in anywhere between New York all the way down the D.C. area I don't Yeah, D.C. all the way down the D.C. area. That, that's very that's specific. Really. to the, That's you, regional. You could, you could, so it makes sense to, get to me. Again, my, my debate is it makes sense that she may not be aware of of uh, of uh, Benny Siegel to that degree, she may know the name, but she may not be aware of how important or how valuable or how mainstream he is. I would say Benny Siegel would be as, as if Jay Z is an A on mainstream, Benny Siegel is like a, a C minus C- of mainstream. Yeah, fair
1: fair point. Like I would I would say the same thing about. I mean, I, I would never. I'm not saying he's a he's he was a top tier there. But I'm just saying, like, there was a point where, you know, like the... They was hot. They was doing uh, their thing. Well like, the Dynasty Rock La Familia album, Mm -hmm. like, that was all of those guys. It was a Jay-Z album, but it was a collaboration of all of those guys at the time.
0: Yeah, I I agree. They did great stuff. I agree. Yeah, like, if they heard, like,
1: Change the Game and all that stuff, like, that was all of them.
0: It yeah. wasn't just Jay Z. I agree. But I knew about Lupe Fiasco uh, from Complex Magazine as well. I knew about him way before everybody else did. They were like, oh, Lupe. I'm like, yeah, bro. I read about him like four years ago. You know? Like four years before he was hot. Yeah. Are you say you are a superstar? Yeah. I knew him about him way before then, you know? So, yeah, there's stuff, some stuff that regionally that you'll get before, you know, that you'll get before then. And the people who listen to the podcast, they'll know. They know if you really, and I, and I respect your hip-hop knowledge because you know about this stuff. So, you know, it's like, um, there's stuff that, that only goes so far, like Shy Glizzy. Well, I know for a fact you don't know who it, no Shy Glizzy is. But, but, but see, here's the thing.
1: I, if, if we're talking about ranking somebody on hip-hop knowledge on a scale of 1 to 10, with ten being on the highest, mm-hmm. put me at a four. Oh but damn! That's that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you can put me at a four, but that four is a strong four. Yeah, right? I'm saying so.
0: You know you strong. I would say I agree. I'm saying I'm a. I, I would say that I'm a seven on a ten because there's some people that's OD with it. Like okay, bro. All right, all right. You know every damn thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I only have so many. I only have so many hours in the day. So like, if a, if a song was a hit, mm-hmm. I would probably know what it was. But yeah. you know, I, I cut off the 20 foot 2012 because look, honestly. Getting in the band like back in the day, like yeah. there, it, it started waning actually while I was in the band because when the Yin Yang Twins came out with uh, the Whisper song, um, and then you know came home from my break one time and heard my little, uh, I, I think my sister would have been like ten or ten or eleven year old sister singing the Whisper song. I was like, no, 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 we've gone too far. This is too much. I mm-hmm.
0: don't, I don't, I don't, I don't
1: like it, don't like it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I dig it. I right. looked stuff for a certain time, and then
0: you know. I dig it. To, I had the All right, so hopping back into AEW Dynamite, uh, we had Jungle Boy Jack Perry open contract match versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal takes the L here. Um, I'm going to say one thing about the booking of Jay Lethal. There's no reason in hell why he shouldn't be the top of the card to be presented better. They've butchered that, and you know we've talked. It can be talked about ad nauseum that the mismanagement and the booking of a lot of the guys, but. Oh, sad to see him jobbing, not saying jobbing out, but taking the L to Jungle Boy. I mean, does it really elevate Jungle Boy? I don't think so. I don't think it did much to elevate Jungle Boy. Just he took the L, so tapped out. So, yeah, your thoughts. Anything special about this match at all?
1: Um, no. I, I just say that, you know, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy is going to be he's going to be protected because they've already predetermined that he's a pillar, whatever that means. So yeah, he's, he's, he's there.
0: Let's talk about this powerhouse Hobbs intro. This intro is bad as the way they're presenting him. Hopefully they continue to present him in a great light and give him the type of shine that he deserves. Um, but uh, he, the match, I don't, I don't care about the match. Uh, I like the presentation. Um, him and Ricky Starks, the beef is still on. I mean, when is it? Do you think the beef is old at this point or what more can be added to make it even more important?
1: As far as the match between Hobbs and Stark, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest, like none of this matters because neither one of these guys are gonna advance up the card. So, yeah. and, or if they do, they're just gonna be kind of thrown into something. Like I, so so Hobbs beats Stark up in what was it three minutes or something like that at the pay per view,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then he he wins the squash match which Okay, featuring him in a squash match is, is, is good. But then, like, um, you know, Stark just being able to come out and attack Hobbs. It's like they don't know what they're trying to specifically do here. Like, Stark's lost. Like, what else is there to really say? You you lost. Now you're going to come out. It, it did, now, I didn't see the pay-per-view. Did Hobbs cheat to win?
0: Um, I have to go back and look into it. I don't know. But he won.
1: I, I think he just won with a fine buster if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think in. he just
0: straight up big boyed him.
1: So, I mean, if you lost, like, it, it kind of makes Starks look like kind of, it, it doesn't make Sark look good because, okay, he's coming through the crowd. By the way, why is he coming through the crowd? Like, why Why are we doing, why, why do we do these random things where there's no explanation of how did we get here mm-hmm. type stuff? Okay, he's coming through the crowd. I understand what they really want is oh we just want to be able to have him come from a different way and show something different but like there's no reason why he would have been coming from the crowd what was he just sitting there waiting for his match to happen just so he could come through the crowd and make a longer way for him like no that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. but I, I'm you know I'd I, I'll, I'll like to see what they're going to do after this
0: Mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. Now we're going to, the claim come out, uh, you know, so let's talk about um, Keith Lee and Swerve going against the trios, the trios and tag champions going against each other. I had no way and thought that they would lose. I think this is really just a way to cover up the the, um, Swerve and I glory losing at, uh, I'm pretty damn sure that they're going to lose at the grand slam. So maybe this was a way to give them a victory and to go from there. But I don't know how this helped out any. it's a random match? I don't know how this helped out anybody. And the fact that the tag titles were on the line um, during it, I didn't like that at all. What were your thoughts?
1: Now, here's my question: Why did they do the promo right before the match? This is these, these are the type of formatting things that they that people are critical of them on. and this is one of the things I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Like. They don't say anything about this tag team match until right before the match, and mean, then they cut a promo.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, they they cut a promo talking about they want to go out to the tag team house, and then the match they they're coming out for the match is like they didn't build it up at um, all. No build, nothing. Yeah, like they could have had that in the beginning.
0: I'm gonna CC give you guys a million slap dollar slap word. Very slapdash. Very slapdash. Yeah. They could, have,
1: they could have had this promo after the first match where they could have said, we're going for these tag team titles. We got our title shot tonight. We want to be, the uh, we Pac, uh, Pac has two titles. We want to join him with two titles and then hype that up and then have Swerve and Keith Lee have a rebuttal promo. And then later on, we have the match. But you do it. You have a thread that you're weaving throughout the show instead of, all right, we're going to go for the tag team titles. And then they're going for the tag team titles.
0: That'll be our new um, word word of word of the day. Slapdash means done too hurriedly and carelessly. So we're going to use that on every podcast um, going forward. When something's booked too quickly and fast, we're going to say slapdash. All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you
0: know, it was just a... It was, it was a wasted opportunity. Brother- wasted opportunity. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, I think that they... They really all oh, they could, they could have built that up with words, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, it was the Lucha Brothers match, though. Um, nothing really else to say
0: there. Yep. Interim Women's World Championship match: Tony Storm and Athena. Who I don't know why Athena wants to partner up with her, but they always do this in wrestling. They partner people up. Serena Deeb versus Britt Baker. DMD with Rebel. Obviously, well, they were associated. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if I'm. Um, we got to elevate uh, Athena a little bit more. I think she's done really well since, so, since she's been on there. And at this point, she lost to Jade Cargill, which honestly, I felt like ah, she got into the title picture really quickly, which she deserves because she is of high quality. Um, for her to lose so quickly to Jade I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think Athena needs to be booked a little bit better and just towards the top of the card. Because arguably, in my opinion, just from a performer point of view, I don't know about character yet. We still <laughs> Jory's out on that. But in terms of in ring work and capability, like to have a solid match, which we know AEW has had some struggles with in the early days. And they're still struggling with some matches that may be a little bit clunky. Okay. Athena um, is one of the better, more smoother people and a veteran as well. So I think she can be presented better. So... Um, yeah, it was just interesting to see her and Tony Storm. I don't, I just don't like Athena being the short fiddle, to second or only going after secondary title thing. Um, I don't know how I feel about how she's been presented so far. But go ahead, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, I don't have a reason to care about Athena, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: and it's not honestly, you know, as much as I would love to put this on the booking. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm not. I'm not knocking her, right? Because I, this is one of these things where I, I point out, everything isn't for me. Everything isn't about what I necessarily think. But as far as, like, just her presentation, like, I don't really... I don't understand what it is I'm supposed to root for with her. I'm not saying that she does anything wrong, but there's just, just some characters where it's like, okay, you're there, but you know why? Like, give me a reason. Give me something. And like the stuff that she does, it doesn't really, it doesn't really come across. Probably in the way that would. It, it doesn't make me think. Okay, this person should be the champion. It, uh, she comes across like a sidekick. She in does. Her presentation. Yeah,
0: exactly. I agree. I agree, a hundred percent. Um, Ryan, Danielson son versus. The Wizard, Chris Jericho. Many of his multiple personalities of Chris Jericho. Uh, I mean, these dudes work like veterans should work. Um, it was I was honestly, I didn't know actually who was going to win. Because Jericho tends to pin people. I don't know if that's in his contract. He can pick when he wants to win or lose. I would assume so. He has the cash But Daniel gets the W over Jericho. And then Moxley comes out, shakes hands. I just don't like the way the C has been, or not, is it B. B the BC, that B Triple Double C has been presented over the last two weeks because Daniel's coming out individually, then Claudia's coming out individually, then Moxley. Yeah, are they still a group or what? Um, but it was nice to see them shake hands and show respect. This match was good. Let's talk about the match first, and then we'll talk about the B Double C and how you think that is.
1: Um, as far as the match goes, I mean it was a it was. A match. It's smart to put those guys in the main event. Yes, thing to help them out in the uh, television ratings. Um, it should it should tell it should tell them how, how uh, uh, Willer Yuta and um, Daniel Garcia are kind of viewed by the regular audience versus Danielson and Jericho, um, and it should probably make them think think different about some plans that they want to do with those guys in the near future, but. I mean, as far as the Blackpool Combat Club, um, I mean, does this really, did it ever really seem like it was a group that really did anything when it first started Jericho yes
0: when, if, when, 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 B, when the Black Cool complex Black Clubs first started I was like oh they got some momentum to building something here but be, but the main people one person was out one person was injured then when the person came back they didn't get back together and then they're individually so it's like like it's same thing with Tony Khan he starts something yeah. he starts something that could be really good and then he just flames out and is like ah oh, I'm wanting something else and again I'll give Tony Khan credit really? here he's had a lot going on in the last couple of weeks but he started off good, and he just literally lost focus on this.
1: Well, I think that with the back with the with the Combat Club, though, like if you think about, okay, it was Danielson and Moxley fighting each other out until so they were like, okay, we're going to join together, which was Danielson's on TV idea, and then after that, you know, they're they're acting like they're going to re they they were just going out there and beating people up, and then okay, here's Will or Uta. And for whatever reason, the the internet loves Will or Yuta. Um I'm not knocking in a new guy for for getting a push, but you know I, I don't understand why why he's he's put in a spot where you know he's almost anointed as almost the next guy or well, one of the next guys when you have guys like Ricky Stark and Hobbs who are there. Homegrown. Are like, why are you doing anything with these guys? Mm-hmm. But. You know, from there, you know, Claudio coming in, it seemed like that was just done just because they needed something to do. And, you know, the, those guys just being there, I mean, and, and don't forget Regal, but, you know, those guys just being there, it's just like they're not really a group, really. You know what I mean? I so agree. they're just kind of there. They're, the only thing that unifies them really is the fact that Regal is, is their mentor on TV. But, I mean... I don't know. I, this, this is one of those things where maybe they don't need to have that.
0: Yeah. I feel that. Well, yeah, I mean, what do you think about um, Mox and Danielson at uh, the double the, the uh, Grand Slam? Who do you think goes over? What are your thoughts on um, that match? Are you excited about it?
1: Um, if I had to guess, I would say that... Uh, well, one, th- th- this is probably going to be their highest rated show for a while. Um, and I mean, like, this is probably going to be their peak coming up and then it's probably going to drop down a little bit. Uh-huh. But um, I would guess I would guess that Danielson is probably going to win. And because if, right now, if you looked at mJs promo, it, it basically seemed like MJF was saying that Moxley is going to wind up winning. You know, he's going to go after Moxley which I think is a red herring, and they're going to have Danielson win it. Um, And then it'll probably be because NJF, you know, did something to Moxley or whatever. So then, you know, you can get Danielson to defend the title against people, and you can have a few between NJF and Moxley without the title. And then NJF can go ahead and then go to, to Danielson after he's taken out Moxley or something like that.
0: Moxley um, was supposed to go on a vacation Because Moxley actually mentioned it uh, a couple times <laughs> And he Pressed himself and was pressed into duty um, I think When Mox had that whole thing about legendary And being a legend And the whole thing with him and CM Punk When really he should have beat Punk at All Out In my personal opinion um, Why would you do that? Why would I do that? What do you mean? Okay so because PM they- all right, the reason why is because CM Punk was hurt prior to CM Punk presented when the way that you you had Moxley literally just run through this dude, uh, the previous AW Dynamite. Okay, CM Punk is not fully one hundred percent. Period. Um, and who's, hot, who's got the hot hand right now? Moxley's got the hot hand. Who's been doing work consistently and has been trustworthy health-wise? And who is the audience behind and who looks at him? Him. Now, I know you want to have that Summer of Punk so bad, but I think the Summer of Punk was derailed when he hurt his foot. So that opportunity's gone. I don't think you could have rekindled it, in my personal opinion. And so when you had Moxley beat him so definitively on AEW Dynamite, I thought it would have been a better story if CM Punk fights violently, violently my Baltimore accent is terrible. If CM Punk fights violently, okay, violently, yeah, violently, yeah. Um and blood and all that other stuff and just gets the tar beat out of him, right? And loses to to Mox. But then he gets his redemption. He comes back and he's like, "I'm he, you know, I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm blah, 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 blah. And I learned, even though he ran through me the first time, this time it was more competitive. I'm getting better and I'm getting stronger and I'm getting more healthier. And it's time to go. And then down the line you have him take it off of Moxley. But because you, you had him definitively lose to Moxley that way, the fans to seem to be more behind Moxley and his promos and everything else. I would have went with Moxley. I think there's a better story to be told with him uh, having a title than losing then, CM Punk. Uh, yeah, I think it's a better story to be told. But actually losing to CM Punk down the line than to do it right at all out. It just seemed like hot potato type stuff.
1: Well, let me let me give the, the count to that real quick. Um, a few things. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this, but I know that this is what the conventional wisdom has always been. If you're going to lose, lose quickly, and and have you know, so the way that he lost, where it was pretty quick. You'd rather lose like that, like oh man, he just had a he, he just had a bad day and just got caught with something or whatever, and then you can go out here and you can be prepared. So there is logic that goes to that. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you. Again, we look at it and we're like, man, he just got
0: beat. You know, I'm right. no, no, looking at it like, no, he had a leg injury four days, and then four days later, you mean to tell me the same person that oh, whooped your ass listen. four days before is not is, not, is not, even though I'm saying uh, this, I'm gonna let you finish wait, your point. Wait, wait. Wait. Go ahead. I okay. agree. Okay, go ahead.
1: I I, I agree with that part because you know this this is just a matter of see when I look at AEW booking sometimes I had to kind of look and see what was the idea they were going for versus the way it was executed because no there is no logical story that you can tell me where nine days later this guy it was four days later it was four days later four no it it was nine he he got he he lost the Wednesday. The next Wednesday is when he and Ace cut the promo where he had the Oh, yeah, you're contract. right. You're right.
0: i take it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, you're, right, you're, right, you're right. The week prior to that so, one, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: So, so, yeah, realistically, nine days later, nothing would have changed. If anything, he would have been worse because he would have gotten re injured in the match. Yeah. So that's why I said, I have to look at what their idea was versus how it was executed. In theory, they, should, if they were going to do it that way which I don't understand why they give the title matches away on TV right before uh, or, or a big match because remember the first NJF and Pope match was on TV before mm-hmm. they did the pay-per-view that yeah. didn't make sense either but um, but you know you have what, what realistically would have happened would have been like maybe a month earlier or mm-hmm. maybe six weeks earlier I know that they couldn't do this um, which means they probably should have told a different story But if they were going to do this, all that would have happened about a month earlier. They would have had the match. Punk would have lost definitively like that. They would have shown them training and stuff like that. And maybe you hear from a doctor where it says, look, we've identified the problem. We've isolated him. We figured out we put him on this plan and he should be good to go. Where there's maybe some doubt, but you can at least possibly understand how he could have recovered in this amount of time to at least do better. Okay, that makes sense, right? That's not what they did. And I understand that there were circumstances where they couldn't do it. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, there's one thing you really do not want to do. You do not want to lose the market. And if they would have had CM Punk go out to Chicago and lose, that would not be good for the Chicago market.
0: because I get the market, but I would think it's actually more a better story because now they're booing they're upset. Now you can turn Moxley heel whatever you want to do with Moxley. And then when CM Punk finally wins, that'll, that'll give Moxley ultimate heat. People will ultimately feel for CM Punk. And if you make the fight so close, like literally by hair, he came back, he's vying, he's trying his best. His leg still isn't holding up all the way, but he almost had him, but he didn't. Better story to be told. <clears throat>
1: I understand what you're saying. And Uh if the pay-per-view would have been booked anywhere else except Chicago at that point, maybe they could have done that. You cannot go out there in the main event of what is their biggest pay-per-view of the year, arguably. It could be that or double or nothing. But I think All Out would probably be what they think is their biggest one or supposed to be anyway. Uh, They actually seem to have a lot of um, bad timing stuff that happens with that one. Because last year, Paige was supposed to be in the title match, and they had to take him out um, because of the timing. But, you know, one thing I can compare that to is in 87 at Starcade when you had the Road Warriors who were built from Chicago against the Horsemen. Uh And they had the Horsemen, uh, well, they had had the, the, the screwy finish where at the end of the day, the Horsemen kept the tag team titles. The Chicago market was mad! And they never got to the same level that they were getting before in Chicago. They killed the market. Mm-hmm. Because you have this team that they really want to see win, lose, and it's like, why would you do that? Now that AEW fans may be a little bit different in the fact that, you know, they're they're all they're they're invested into the product and believe that they're always gonna get the big payoff in the end. But I wouldn't risk that with Chicago, having Punk lose like that. Mm-hmm. He already lost in Chicago right that to, to MJF, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. He, when he lost, when he lost the NJF, it was in Chicago.
0: Mhm.
1: So you don't want to keep having him lose, especially now we're talking the world titles. Now they want to see that.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. AEW leans on Chicago a little bit too much. They really do. They but, do. And they. They. Um. You know. They do too much. Like, let's hop on to it. We, we're almost two hours in this thing. So we're going to hop over to uh, Rampage real quick. A couple things I want to say, and then we'll let, give you the floor here. Darby, again, unnecessary bumps that he texts with the landing on his back on the apron. Darby, my whole thing with Darby is in the future, will this dude ever be able to get to, if you, excuse me, if you're supposed to be the pillar of the company doing these things, his bump card is going to be filled up in the next two years. The way that he's going, I want to see this kid to be... And then he's doing these death-designing things outside of AEW. I don't know if you could ever trust someone that continues to put his body at risk at this age. I don't care about his his pain tolerance. You could say McFoley or whatever the case may be. But Darby is... His bump card, I'm watching literally this dude... Instead of one bump, it's like... His bump card, it's like three bumps at a time. It's it's like his his holes getting punched. It's terrible. But anyway, um, Matt Hardy... They, They want him to do that, though. Yeah I hate it So anyway But uh, Matt Hardy um, Losing Where does Matt Hardy go from here is my question His presentation His booking Matt Hardy since he's come Because unfortunately when Matt Hardy Had the opportunity to be a big signing It was during COVID And they tried their best to make it a big deal But I just don't know he's ever caught any type of fire um, Since then And is there any salvaging Matt Hardy at this point
1: Um no, at this point, Matt Hardy should just be working his way down the card because the the value, everything that you could get out of Matt Hardy in one way or another, they got. They brought the uh, broken Matt Hardy out, um, thinking that that was going to be something. And you know, covered or not, like that wasn't going to be what people thought it was. I think people romanticized a little too much about what they thought, but after you've seen it the first time, there's not much really else to see. You know what I mean? Like the, the stuff that he was doing with that, like it's not, it, it was good for TNA because it was wacky, you know, wacky tacky TNA. But, you know, for, for, uh, for a big mainstream company that's trying to grow, like the teleportation and all that type of stuff. Like it, it came across as lame. And I, and you know, I used to like Matt Hardy and I'm not, Trying to knock them by saying it, but like it's not, it, it doesn't really have a place in a in a major company like that.
0: Yeah, and, and, and if anywhere, you know, if anywhere it could be executed it would be WWE, but it can't. But just we've as we've seen time and time again. But even AEW, even
1: there, it, it didn't work there. I got you. So what I'm thing, saying it, is, it I'm,
0: so my thing was if anywhere it could have been was WWE and it wasn't. So with what so my thing was with AEW, who when they try to do anything in sports entertainment too much, like if they ever try to lean into it too much, they do it very bad.
1: Yeah, and I mean the the only other thing that was really a, a value with him was okay. Well, we'll see the Hardys reunite for the the 25th time ever, <laughs> and you know, oh, so, you're funny. I mean, it's true. I mean, I how know, many I, times know you, I know, I know it's bad. true.
0: But it's 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 a, it's true. But it's a, it's still that's true.
1: What and, and, and here's the thing? When they came back at WrestleMania 33, I was there that reaction Mm -hmm. is one of those things where don't try to redo it because you can't, you can't, you're not going to outdo what was already done. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was the perfect. Okay. Guys, we remember you. We like you. Mm -hmm. That, that was the perfect pop that they're, they're not going to top that pop, Right. So don't trying to recreate that moment again. It's not going to happen. So, um, you know, and, and now, okay, Jeff is out next. It, 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 did you hear the report that they're talking about bringing Jeff back again? Mm-hmm. Why? What, what good is going to come of that? Like, at, at what point do we say, okay, look, we got enough guys that, that can do bumps. We got Darby out. Sorry, we don't need this other guy. The, the
0: yeah, the Hardys have been basically um, treated like crash test dummies. Um, and guys at their age and their stature, it's just, again, we talked about this on the podcast before. You got to let... <laughs> you can You gotta. Talk, someone's gotta be talked to. You guys. Like, dude, it's not about the moves. Like, Jeff Hardy literally was killing himself every week on regular television. Like the stuff that he was for no doing. Reason. Yeah. Like, like damn near like type stuff where he could get crippled. Like the type of stuff that he was doing. The danger and the level and the stakes and how important it was. It didn't do anything. It was just literally for sake for for craziness sakes You're right. I agree with you 100. percent um And it was sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see, here's the thing. This is this is one of these
1: type of situations, and I really hope it does not happen. But this is one of these type of things where it's going to be learning a hard lesson, and it's, and the the hard lesson is not going to have a good outcome for for anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So either something's going to happen in the ring, or it's going to happen outside the ring, and then when it happens, people are going to do the, do do the whole oh we couldn't have seen this coming, and oh well, we're so sorry, we're so sorry for the. Families or whoever this happened to, or we're mm-hmm. so his family. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah, like, like guys, but like,
0: like at some point, like, just just stop it. I agree with you 100. It, it's 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 been really like like there's got to be somebody saying you can't like Regal or Mark Henry or Paul White or even J. I know Jr. is going apoplectic. Jr. is probably losing it. He. <laughs> I actually wonder
1: what's happening with Jr. Because if he you know, was he on rampage because I didn't. Yeah, they've been, been using them more, they've been using them. Ranc- they've
0: been using them. They've been using Rampage more. Jr. has spoken up a couple times. Maybe he's been silenced. Maybe they've put him in situations where it's like, look, we get it, but we're just not going to do it. Like you have people who are at your fingertips that know what you're talking about. I think Jr. typically is more right than he is wrong when it comes to psychology and, and just the presentation. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Technically, he is more right. I mean, I, the, look, the thing that it's funny to me that the thing that Jr. always gets. Criticism about is because when he's on the air, like if, if Sutton is not good, he doesn't really hide the way that he feels about it on air. And then people get mad, like, oh, they're paying him all this money to say this type of stuff and listen to him. He's he just uh, uh, he's just dumping all over the product and stuff. And it's like, well, there's never changed. Like, people liked it when he said Bowling's too ugly in, in the WWE <laughs> for different matches. Or, or you know. <laughs> When I, I can remember even back in eighty <laughs> nine with the J-Dogs, mm-hmm. he gave a reaction and said, Oh, thank good thank God that's over. That, like that type of stuff.
0: Jr. being Jr.
1: You know. But but I mean, you know, this is this is what's weird about the, the, the fan situation now is that, you know, people get overly sensitive about their favorite product like they didn't like it when he was doing this stuff to the other thing. You know, like for whatever reason eight AEW, you know, they, they always talk about a movement. And I feel like there's people that's bought into that theory.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: oh, this is a movement. They're changing things. It's like, mm-hmm. Not really. There's a lot of stuff that's changing. I don't know if that feels for the good.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. It's somebody, when you really look at it from a critical eye and you really talk to them, it's, uh, it's definitely surprising. But um, finishing up here on Rampage, a couple other things. Uh, I like Jade dropped a little shade at Stokely Talked about how she dropped him (laughs) And everything that was interesting I have a quick thing I want to say about Jade Honestly if you really want to shoot her to the moon Don't you think she would be a great double champion At some point in next year?
1: Well you know that's interesting That you say that because This This is one of these things where now They've made a bunch of people look dumb Mm -hmm. So Pack has two belts of AEW, not a not an AEW and AAA belt, not a not a New Japan belt and the AEW belt. He has two AEW belts, uh-huh. which means they never had a rule that you couldn't have two AEW belts. So, yeah, there's no reason that Jay couldn't go after the other title. Why is he fi- Why is she fighting all these random people instead of trying to go for the the other title? And that it also makes Wardlow dumb because. Wardlow has the TNT title and could have went for the, any of these matches that involve the like um, it, it just really is... Okay, so Wardlow's the TNT champion. Sorry to, to jump away from this Jay thing. No, you but go, you, go, you, go, you go. TNT, But Wardlow's the TNT champion, right? Mm-hmm. The current TNT champion. Why wasn't he in the world title tournament?
2: Mm-hmm. Why
1: was Darby out there? Why was Sammy Guevara in there? Mm-hmm. Like, just just from a logical standpoint, they're like, oh, Sam Kapar, three-time TNT champion. Is he the TNT champion right now? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Darby Allin, the longest-reigning TNT champion. Is he the TNT champion now? No. Mm-hmm. Well, why, is, why is the world go in there?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why wouldn't Pac be in there? They're, they're, these people are currently holding belts. Why would Pac hold two belts right now? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he be in there?
0: Yeah. So what? Do you, so do you think Jay? So my question going back to the Jay question. Don't you think it'd be time? Do you do you do you like the idea of her having being a double champion, being so dominant?
1: Why wasn't she in the? Why wasn't she in the in the thing for the the interim the, uh, interim? Yeah. Why wasn't she in there? Why Why was uh what's her face um uh the, the girl in the red uh you know who I'm talking about um does Why was she in there? Why wasn't Jay Cargill in there? Yeah. Make that make sense. But yeah, she should be going after the double title because it would make sense. That that seems like what she would want to do.
0: Would you be behind her winning both and having both and staying undefeated? Almost like a reverse Roman, like almost like a female version of Roman Reigns. She wins both and then when she finally loses, she don't have to lose both. She can lose one. Um, But I think she should go, this is my opinion. I think she should keep winning become double champion, and then when are we going to get to her and Britt Baker? There has to be a time when we're going to get to her and Britt Baker. You know what I mean? Um, well, so
1: this, this, this is one of these things where I don't think that they're going to want to, you know, certain people certain people don't want to lose to certain people,
0: right? Man, Britt man. losing the, man, they need to get it. So you don't think a year from now that Jade and Britt Baker will be could, could sell, could be something that could sell some tickets?
1: Well... I'm saying, mm-hmm. I didn't say that it couldn't sell tickets. What I'm saying is, I
0: know the, okay, they, is that mm-hmm.
1: kind of like, okay, so I, I, I gave the example last week. So with, with, with the Young Bucks and FTR, there's a reason why the Young Bucks lost the belt to Swerve and uh, Keith Lee out of nowhere when it looked like there was a program instantly being built between them and FTR. They didn't want to lose the belt to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So are you saying, okay, I have a question for you. So you are saying? Do you think in your mind there is a conspiracy? I'm just trying to be funny here to prevent Jay Cargill from beating Britt Baker. They don't like. They don't want her losing to Britt Baker. I mean, uh, Britt Baker losing to Jay Cargill. Is that what you think? Yeah. But even though Britt even though uh, Britt Baker lost to uh, Thunder Rosa. Um. Yeah, she did lose to her. So Jay Cargill's but- so dominant. She should be running, putting her foot up everybody's ass in aew to the point where she's a double champion and she gets to 100 wins and then she, after she gets her 100 win then she can lose but she gets to 100 wins whatever you know bullshit way that they want to get to it whether that's on you know on rampage or dark or whatever she gets to undefeated she she gets to 100 right she gets both titles and then she drops it to whoever whomever they build effectively which they haven't done yet so I think there's a better story to be told that Jay Cargill's insufferable. She's the baddest B. And she's got the championship. Uh, she wins the other one. And she's still running roughshod shot everybody. And she's just kicking ass. And then... And then she's going to lose to Britt Baker. Yeah, she'll lose to Britt Baker. She'll lose one of the titles to Britt Baker. And then she could also... Then she could lose another title to then Athena, whoever they build up in the future. But yeah, but it's one of those things where I want her to l- literally put her foot up everybody's booty and B. well it's just, it's just interesting to me that she she doesn't even
1: operate in the same space as Britt baker
0: which is I mean, weird it's weird what do you think of the politics in your opinion like what do you honestly think do you think that they, there's like a note like she don't really like her like that what's your opinion
1: i'm not saying anything about like or not like i, I think that i think that Britt baker is to be protected
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um i don't think that they want a bigger star, or somebody who has the potential to be a bigger star, <laughs> outshining her. That's her crazy to me. To Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. well, her losing to Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Where's the threat there? Because what happened? What what happened when Thunder Rosa got the belt? Remember, she wasn't on TV right after she won it. That's true, right? Um, and then she was she was kind of like doing like non important things, and then when Britt Baker came around, what did she say? oh, this title isn't anything without me. hmm Right? So, like, all I'm saying so, is So, like, how would you like to see the story?
0: My question is, how would you like to see it then? So, do you want to see her go to 100 and 0? What do you want to see with Jay Carter? What more can be done to build her even bigger? What more do you want to see? I want to get your perspective.
1: Well, I I don't think there's necessarily anything that would make her bigger. The thing is, they don't need to be worrying about making her bigger at this point. They need to be worrying about who, who they can make big enough to beat her. I don't care what the number is. I don't care about an even number like 100. All I'm saying is, is that there's nobody on the roster that should even be thinking that, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat her at the next Saber League. Like, yeah. there's nobody there. So they need to worry about developing someone who has the ability to be the person who's going to beat her instead of yeah. worrying about what else do they need to do. And, yeah. get to and I
0: thought it was Chris Stadlander, but she got hurt again. Um. Yeah, I thought if anybody I mean, could do it, she's big, she's tough, she's strong, she's capable. Um, I thought and, if anybody was going to do it, it Chris Statlander. Uh huh.
1: I I don't have a problem with Chris Statlander, and I, what I will say though is that you're right. Out of everybody there, she seems like the person. But let's be honest, like she's still not. She's still not someone who's really. And there's nothing that people aren't gonna. Eyes aren't going to turn to the channel because Chris Statlander won it. Right, that's true, and that's not even not because she's done a lot to change and improve her image, but right now she's the best by default. But she's not the best because oh, look at that! Wow, she, mm-hmm. could, she could be the one. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I'm saying if, 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 if logically, if anybody would have been hurt, but she got hurt again. it's a bad luck with injuries. They they. If any company, I've just I just never in my opinion, bro, and just watching wrestling, never seen so many people be hurt that are like really important to a company all at the same time. Have you, in your mind watching wrestling for over 30 years? Where a lot of injuries like that have happened. Yeah. All like Uh, towards the top of the card. The worst, the worst period of time
1: I could think of would probably be like 98, Mm -hmm. but there was, there was a lot of injuries that happened in 98, especially with like knees and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like you had like, um, Ray Mysterio was injured, Bret Hart was injured at a different points, Sting. I don't know what what exactly was going on with him, if it was injury or if it was, you know, something else. But if Macho Man got hurt in 98. Um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of stuff that happened at that, in that time frame. So that's the only other time I could think of where it's like so many different injuries happening at once.
0: Yeah, Brody. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, Demonte going to wrestle you know, her? You
1: know, who, you, know, you know who should go after Jay Cargill? Who? Man, I think... What, what happened to Nyla Rose? Either, man, I think that Cassandra Golden or Casey Lennox mm-hmm. or Sahara Seven, you know, these are all the people who were featured in the HBCW Wrestling uh, <laughs> that will also be featured October 1st coming out. Just wanted to make a quick plug for that. But I mean, look, Steven Cook could at least be going for the championships there. I mean, I think that they deserve the shot just like anybody
0: else. <laughs> I agree. Reese, re- repeat what you said. Is this something going on in October? October 1st is when HBCW will be releasing our new episodes on our YouTube channel,
1: HBCW Space Wrestling. And, uh, you know, people will be able to get a chance to see all the action that's happened. And, you know, hopefully we'll uh, have some more information
0: coming up. Oh yeah, and we will have them on as well. So yeah, I just yeah, I just want to see Jade Cargo be a beast. I'm, I mean, she's just oh, she has the look, she has the swag. I just don't know. I mean, if I'm Tony Khan. I'm am just a production snob, dog, and not, not everybody has to be exactly like WWE. But you have to have your answer to WrestleMania. They haven't done it yet. When it comes to their presentation, yeah, they do. They definitely do the the pyro and stuff like that. But it doesn't feel a big like it doesn't feel like a big event. It's maybe they do pare it down and focus on the wrestling. But I think production wise, it can be look higher quality. It looks the, the cameras are great, no question about it. But it could look seem bigger deal. It could seem more grandiose. And I want to see that. And I think Jade Cargo, even though she had a bad experience with WWE before under Vince McMahon's leadership, I think, honestly, bro, if I had betting money, if you want to make someone a, a, a huge star, maybe even as big as Bianca Belair or a bigger, I think Jade Cargo goes to WWE and would be a huge draw. Her and Bianca, her and Sasha, her and whoever. Her and, uh, her and Charlotte Flair, whoever. She well, would be but you know what? huge draw. That,
1: that is true. That, that's true. And you know why? Even even more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to knock people because these are things that certain people, you, you really can't control these different types of things. There's nobody that looks like physically a threat.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It,
1: but if, if she were at WWE, okay, well, wait a minute. Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. she's physically a threat to, to Jade, Jade at that point, or I guess Jade would be a threat to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Ripley, you have... Um, oh, Rhea Ripley. Oh, my Raquel. God.
0: Yes. Raquel Rodriguez. But you know what I mean?
1: Like, all, all, of them, all of them are big enough to be like, you know, she doesn't... Right now, she just, she's almost in a spot where she stands out so much where it's like, okay, well, what do we do? Because yeah. we don't have anybody mm-hmm. else that looks credible against her.
0: Yeah. If you said, and I don't know when her contract is up, and we talked about this in the podcast before, and I'm going to talk about, we're going to we're going to have a special dedicated episode called the Bidding War of 2024. We'll get into details specifically, and we'll go down each person on the roster, and we'll go and talk about who we think would more likely to go with what company and who other company. But do you ultimately feel like Jay Cargo is going to be with WWE or you think she's going to be a, a AEW lifer? What do you think personally?
1: Uh... I think she'll probably want it in WWE. Yeah. She'll go for it. She'll go for not just, not just the initial money, but she'll know that they'll be able to make, she'll be able to make a lot more money in addition to her contract with the merchandise and everything like that. And if she has faith in them that they'll actually push her to where she'll get a bunch of merchandise out there to be sold mm-hmm. and she'll be featured in a bunch of places, she'll be able to be featured in a lot more places to, you know, she's got Hollywood looks. Right, mm-hmm. she. They need to she give her to Bobby like, Lashley
0: treatment when she comes over.
1: No, I mean, cause it's not not from when Bobby
0: got there. <laughs> you talking about Bobby now? Yeah, Bobby now. Bobby, but, Bobby, over the last like eight, eight, last year, not not prior when he first got it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she has she has the potential to have all that type stuff. So, you know, AEW right now, it's like it's almost like okay. We we made this other title. We made you the champion. We don't really have anything for you to do. So just beat a bunch of – beat our B-list talent, not the A-list.
0: That's what I'm saying. Eventually, AEW really wants to push it. They need to have her versus Britt Baker hit one of their pay per views in the future, where you build that rivalry up. You know, you let the heat get there. You know, Britt's a great talker. She's going to talk her stuff about Jay Cargo. Jay Cargo's giving great, giving it right back, and it gets catty, and he's talking that stuff. And it's like Britt, you've been given a silver spoon since you get here. I bust my butt. I don't have the professional background, and I have made things green i'm green like money baby and just talking smack to her and brit and i think the money 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 the focus 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 in long term needs to be brit versus uh, jade there's no other person that i think w- a match or a rivalry that could be developed like a stone cold steve Austin. obviously I, not everyone's gonna be stone cold steve on the rock but in the female in the in the women's division of AEW, the biggest people that you possibly could do thus far is going to be jade cargo versus Brett baker period and there's something that can be done. You got to get to it somewhere down the line. And sure, protect Britt Brit for right now. But Jade needs to be double champion. And then Britt um, can get her title back or whatever down the line. But when do you think, if they ever, do you think they ever going to do a, a match versus Jade versus Britt? Do you think, in your personal opinion?
1: Um, I don't think
0: so. I, I just, I just don't crazy see it. I mean, like,
1: man. I. I just don't think that they want Britt to be in a position to uh. lose to someone who could be seen as a bigger star. I think that they want Britt Baker to be the face of the women's division, whether she's the champion or not. And as long as they can keep her in a position where she's winning and she's beating these other people, as long as they keep those two out, and and you know, they, it, it's almost like Jade is always going to be one beat to Britt Baker. Right and as far as the way that they view their women's division is just that's just it.
0: Yeah, and what happened to Nyla Rose? What happened to Nyla Rose? She hurt.
1: Uh, did you see the clip on Dark where her and uh, Marina and Shafir I think did a double team move and did it incorrectly and dropped the girl on her head?
0: I didn't. <laughs> okay, is she? You think she's under like some sort of uh She's under some sort of uh Not say punishment, but under some sort of uh Observation type thing.
1: No, but I mean, like, not Ny- was Natal was their was their top woman for like a year and a half. So right? where is she? <laughs> I mean, she's been on dirt in a tag team.
0: Which is yeah, okay, yeah. And there's a person who loves AEW as I much mean, as you I do. Can't,
1: you can't. Well, like I said, you
0: mm-hmm.
1: can't keep people on TV forever. You got to shift some of that stuff around And there's some other people that should be shifting around But you only got three hours of television So, okay It's not like they give a lot of time To the women anyway
0: so. That's true, but Nyla needs to come back And I mean, obviously Nyla's looked at as a champion But if she Her her versus Jade is money I think, now, now will someone get hurt Maybe Maybe <laughs> It's possible someone might get hurt in that match but uh, Nyla versus Jade is money. I think that's a. That, if you're talking about physical, two two women just beating the brakes off of each other, and someone that can go toe to toe with Jade Cargo, physicality wise, I think Nyla could definitely do it, physically, physicality wise. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I don't. Who 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 are the people supposed to cheer for? Uh, Jade. So, not, so Jade's a babyface
0: in that scenario? I don't know. Two heels cannot like each other. Two bad people who are technically heels do not like each other. It could be it's still an issue. they do not have to be like face or heel in that situation. Yeah, that's, that's not money.
1: That's just a thing. That I'm not talking about money watch, in that one. I'm just saying be- who
0: could, who else could face her next because really Jade has run through everybody. So Nyla comes back and is like, look, you've been running roughshod and da-da-da-da-da. Boom. That's another match. You could do a pay. You're not saying draw money, but it could be something to fill time. But I ultimately think they got to get to Jay versus Bert Baker. They have to get to it. But anyway, guys, this has been a long episode. Me and Randall have gone at it. I got a black guy. He's been throwing. um, It's good. He's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like a a good sparring partner. He's great at throwing haymakers. He he likes me to keep my pace and keep me sharp because he has a great perspective. and, And I love his way of thinking when it comes to wrestling. So, Mr. Randall, where can they follow you, sir? HBCW Russell on YouTube.
1: I mean, that's that's the primary way. I mean, look, if y'all can't, just, just give us a just just go ahead and click that subscribe button. Just just, just do it. You know, you, <laughs> do it. Do it now.
0: <laughs> I would do it for you, baby. In the words of Booker T. So yeah. Um. Hey guys, follow us at WWB Podcast underscore. Me and Randall will be back for some more rounds of action um it was good 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 match good match uh, i think it was a draw 60 minute draw here and uh, <laughs> it was fun so guys thanks for coming on the wwb podcast peace